Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Special, special, special guest. Let me make sure I choose the right scene here, but Tim has to say the words before. Kevin, punch it. There we go. We are off into hyperspace. So you can meet our special guest, Chad. I'd like to introduce you all to someone you probably already know. Chad, we have Kyle. All right, I'm going to say it right, Kyle. You tell me if I say it wrong. You got it. It's really easy, Kevin. Hey, Bear. We got this. Nice. It's, it's. That's ninety nine percent right. Just just make the H silent, like a bear, a bear, a bear. Kyle, uh, when when A-bear. when we yes. were introduced okay. to you, I was uh, I was reading your resume, and holy, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have narrator and adult Gohan from Dragon Ball Z, Ryu from Street Fighter, mm. and Wreck It Ralph, which made me so excited. Uh, (laughs) My Hero Academia, Naruto, I'm sure the list goes on beyond what you've told us, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of things. There's so many things. I've been doing this for 20 years, so I forget. What am I doing? And a a fan will be on Twitter or something going, great job is so-and-so. Like, oh, oh, that came out. Cool. (laughs) That's me? Well, we're yeah. happy to have yeah, you wacky. on Star Wars and Scotch. We are going to talk Star Wars. We're going to talk voice acting. We're going to talk the whole nine yards with you for the next hour Fantastic. or so. Chat, I'm sure you have uh, questions for Kyle as well. You can use the Slido link as usual. Questions come in in Twitch chat, and it will be the pinned comment by hopefully Paul, if not Tim, in Facebook chat. If you're listening to this in post, sorry you don't get to ask him questions. You're going to have to deal with sorry. other people's questions. Uh, so there's that. And chat, make sure you're all following Kyle because Kyle streams on Twitch. I don't I know do. if you all know. Th- I do. Go ahead, give us give us your 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 Twitch address of where they can find you oh. and when they can find you there. Okie dokie. My uh, Twitch uh, channel name is Gohan with your own bad self. <laughs> 
so good. So it should be easy to remember, right? It's just one long word altogether, lowercase. Go on with your own bad self. And I stream Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Oh, perfect for those West Coasters. See, you hear that? Oh, yes. Or you night owls on the East Coast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 uh, Kyle, you're also going to be streaming some days on Facebook. Very very soon, yes. So Facebook, it's a coming. Facebook a coming. Dot, to, dot com dot Tom. That's MySpace. Dot Tom. <laughs> Remember Tom from MySpace? Tim? I do. <laughs> I do. He was my first friend. Mine too. Same. That's so ironic. Same. How crazy is that? Uh, <laughs> Facebook dot com slash. Let me try it again. Kyle A. Bear VO. Did I get it? Yep. 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 Damn yep. It nice job, Kyle Kevin. A. Bear you VO. Did it. And he's Kyle A. Bear uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Let's get into yep. talking about Star Wars. So yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tim, it's so amped over there. <laughs> uh, I'm boring. I have sparkling ice black raspberry. It's okay. But. You could just would just say you went really heavy on the grenadine in your drink. Ooh. Yeah. Although I will say the closest thing I have is Blade Runner Johnny Walker Black Label. Which he, I love that. So cool! Look at it. That is so neat. Well, yeah. But I'm leaving it in in the package. Yeah, please don't man. open this that. Is, that would hurt my heart. This is too cool. No, don't. <laughs> this is too. Cool. Don't touch that. What are you drinking, Tim? Uh, I'm I'm still I'm still working on this uh, McAllen, Kevin. I'm just it's just so good. It is very good. I haven't finished it yet. It is very good. <laughs> um. So we were talking before the show, and one of the coolest things that Kyle told us was that he had the opportunity to audition for both Clone Wars and Rebels, you told us? And Resistance. And, well, now, and Resistance. We're fine yeah. that you well, didn't I mean, get the part yeah. on Resistance. It's probably better <laughs> off that way. We don't talk about and Resistance the games. here. And the games. Oh, which yeah, games? Yeah. You, what do you what? Well, let's see. Probably Battlefront. Uh, oh. Battlefront 2. Oh, gosh. The... Golly, the what was the the Dark Apprentice one that had Sam Witwer? Oh, Force Unleashed. Yeah, I, I tried oh. out for that. Now it's been a long time. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, Force who Unleashed was a while ago. Yeah, you know, I tried out for all these things, man. That's so cool. You're definitely aging us, yourself, and the chat who goes, "Oh my God, Force <laughs> Unleashed!" With that right now, that's not even canon anymore. That's how old no. that is. Yeah. Um, what? But what a, what a oh, fun man. story, though. Yeah. Have you worked with it's Sam a, ever at all on anything? No, I have not, but I have met him. I met him at Dragon Con a few years ago, and I first knew him uh, from his on-screen work, um, the, the sci-fi show, uh, the channel, sci-fi channel. It was a remake of a British show where he plays... Uh, a vampire, and then there's a ghost and a being human. That's oh, it. Oh, I remember that show. Uh, I knew him from that. He he was in this great Frank Darabont movie. I love The Mist, based on Stephen King's movie. He was. Yes. I had a small role in that, but uh, yeah. So that was cool. So and then, cool. Obviously, I recognize him in, in in Unleashed. It's like wow, that's awesome. He's, and now he he's voiced Darth Maul, right? Oh my Rebels. god, and he does an awesome Darth, Darth Maul. Wars. Clone Wars and Rebels, and then what's really cool is he streams on Twitch as well, and he likes to play Star Wars Battlefront a lot, and what he'll do is he'll play as Darth Maul, and then he'll just go into voice of Darth Maul while he's mm -hmm. streaming and playing Darth Maul, which is absolutely hilarious. Especially when he, especially when he runs into Kenobi, he's like, Kenobi. So good. <laughs> I love it. Hello. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, if I'm playing a game that I happen to be a character in, then yeah, I'll do all that. Otherwise, I'm just going off into weird impressions and accents <laughs> and responding to the storyline. So I've got, I make sure I have the subtitles are on camera and we're listening to the story mode and I'm just making MST3K commentary. So I'm sure good. you guys do that too, you know. All the time. <laughs> we do, yeah. When, when Tim and I play Battlefront, we definitely, uh, definitely get down on the Star Wars. And lately it's been Avengers. Uh, Tim oh, shrieking. Yeah. Yes. Like a like a, a small child on Christmas morning when I dropped Hulkbuster it's, for the first time. It's so hard not to geek out on that video game, Kevin. It's so wonderful. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Let's talk about more more about you. So you you said you got to audition for um, a few of the Star Wars shows over the years. Unfortunately, you never got the part, which sucks. 
Well, we were also no. talking about how the future of the franchise, uh, there's probably so much more animated because it's easier to make an animated series than to tell a good story, and the reception from the fan base has been nothing but positive, from except Persistence. Almost everything that they've put out, uh, <laughs> Star Wars-wise. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm with my uh, son watching through Clone Wars again. I'm almost done with season three. Uh, mm -hmm. And the more you watch it, the more I seem to just latch onto it and enjoy it more. Um, so I feel like we're going to see you in something in the future when it comes to Star Wars, Kyle. That's just, that's just my personal feeling. And then we're going to have to have you back on the show to talk about it. Uh, but you were telling us uh, when you tried out for Clone Wars that they didn't even tell you what it was. And they were like, you need to sign an NDA and all that, all the, the legal bull. What is, what is that like when you get a NDA from, from Lucasfilms? That's got to be just an intense feeling. Kevin, did we lose him? Oh, no. I'm back. We got him! He's back, PogChamp! Right, Yay, technology. It's like uh, we, can, we can thank uh, AT&T Fiber for, for crashing right in the middle of that. It's like, oh, okay. come on, guys. Be nice. You're good. We're professionals. We can multitask and get it done. Don't worry about it. You're good. I, I was asking... A very long-winded question that now I can't even remember exactly where I ended up. <laughs> I don't remember, Kevin. I don't know. Let's keep going. So, uh, Kyle, obviously with your Kylo Ren shirt, we're going to assume you're a fan of the franchise. I know you mentioned to us you haven't seen some of the animated stuff, and eh, honestly, that's, that's yeah. not really a big deal. Um, what are your earliest memories of Star Wars, some of your favorite memories? Just take us down memory lane when someone says Star Wars to you. What, what, is, what does that invoke inside of you? Well, uh, being a kid in the 70s, I was uh, going uh, with a friend, I guess, to see, I, it may have even been opening weekend in 70 millimeter, you know, back when it was just, just film, no digital, and uh, in a giant theater in Dallas, Texas, and it was packed, and it was, it was just life transforming. You know, I had seen movies and TV shows, and you know, loved it all, but that was just like mind-bending. The the what I walked out of the theater, I was just so jazzed and everything that I I never collected the toys, but my best friend at the time, hey, he did. So I'd go over there and we we'd play with the action figures and everything, and I was I was hooked. I was in there. So that was my first response before there was a New Hope. It was just Star Wars. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and no special edition, you know, with all the wonky effects and the 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 halo squares around the Tie Fighters, and <laughs> and we loved it. And we loved it. The hardest hardcore Star Wars fans can make fun of the acting and all that stuff, and still love it. And that's that's kind of where I come from. What is it? Uh, what is it like to see that transform into what it is now for you? Like being able, like going from someone who. Walked in the movie theater in the 70s, watched this, seen all mm -hmm. of these new movies come out, and even have the opportunity to try out for for even like voice acting roles. What is that what is that like? That is uh ama I feel so blessed that uh, I'm in a in a career that uh, I'm so passionate about. The community is so supportive and I've just been sticking to my guns, you know, despite the the highs and the lows and and all that because you're a contract worker. You are yeah. self-employed, which has a lot of freedom and perks, but it also comes with a lot of, ah, you never know where your next paycheck's coming from and everything. Sure. Amen. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I've managed to, 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 to stay afloat, though, with, with networking and my agent. My agent is the reason, uh, shout out to Arlene, um, that I had these opportunities to read for Lucasfilm and Warner Brothers, Nickelodeon, Disney, whatever so it cool. is. It's like, man, it, it's great that I even have that chance. A lot of people yeah. are just wishing people to would kill to get for that. To, yeah, to get to do that. It's like, well, at least I'm being heard. I mean, I'm. Well, I have to have the right mindset. You you can't take it personally. It's like it's not that they didn't choose you because you're bad. Is this you're just not what they had in mind. So I am used to having the mindset that I'm auditioning and chances are I'm not going to get it anyway. It's just that competitive. You know, maybe out of 100 things, I might get one or two. 
Wow. And that's even, that's even, and that's after 20 years of doing this. And there's people been doing it 30, 40 years and they still audition. And yeah, they're, they're better connected and everything, but, uh, not everything is just handed to you because of, you know, the time you've served. Don't they understand that you can go super Saiyan and shoot energy balls out of your hand? I'm hoping I'm learning that a lot of wrestlers, a lot of today's wrestling talent, and I'm a wrestling fan, mainly of all elite wrestling, that they're all they're well, they're all gamers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are anime fans. And it's like they and they're young. So they probably were little, little tiny when when I was first coming on the air on yeah. the original Toonami with with the narrator and Gohan is like next time on Dragon Ball Z, like fight you. <laughs> no, I want to kill you. It's like. I, it was just something to be a part of, which was amazing because that's my first gig oh my God. and my first uh, my first job. And I was already a fan of it. And then I got involved in it. And it's like, oh, this is a career goal. This is great. And then I start going on the convention scene and talking to fans around the world with message boards and instant messaging. And then now Discord and like, oh, this is so cool. And I, I never thought that it would gravitate. I thought I figured... With Star Wars, it was it. I figured after '83, it was dead. And then *Heir to the Empire* came out. Timothy Zahn and I read those, and it's like, oh, those are great. And uh, and here, and we then are. they started coming out with so many. You know, they've yeah. had so many offshoots, so many things that I can't even keep up. The comic books and and everything. There's so much continuity and everything. And then Disney acquires it. I mean, they acquired Marvel. I wasn't worried when they acquired Lucasfilm because they let Marvel do their thing. And um, it's just great that uh, we're getting new material for a new generation. Yeah, and, and we talk about it here a lot. They're they're even shifting the narrative away from what we know as the Skywalker saga now, which, like you said, 40 years ago, saying the Skywalker saga wouldn't mean much to someone. But now, obviously, nine movies later and offshoots and whatnot. Um, yeah, but we're, yeah. they're shifting the narrative to different periods of time, you know, and I'm sure as a Star Wars fan, you're familiar with Old Republic from from the pre Disney yeah. era and the fans clamoring and desperately wanting them to bring that back, which they say at some point they will. But they did announce the High Republic uh, back mm-hmm. in February, I think it was. And the, the first books for that are coming out in January, delayed because of COVID. Um, right. What is your feeling on them moving to explore these different time periods and completely walking away from um, what Star Wars was, like you said, late 70s, early 80s, um, when the first three movies came out? I think uh, I think it's good to go ahead and explore different aspects because it's not going to suddenly remove what was there before. Just like with Batman, for example, it's like just because maybe people aren't on board with Robert Pattinson doesn't suddenly take away Adam West or Kevin Conroy or or anything. So it's like you have these different interpretations and, uh, you know, maybe in the case of Star Wars, George Lucas will be heavily involved with all of it, regardless of whether he has the direct hold or not. He's not the key. He's not he's not driving, but maybe he's navigating. Who knows? I think that was one of the fun things about Mandalorian was that even though George wasn't like the head of that ship, he was still consulted upon and they, they brought him in and John Favreau was like, what do you think? Is this a good idea? How would you do it? You know, it's like they definitely like leaned into that hard. And I'm sure, I'm sure like George's mind is, is probably just this crazy thing to be inside of just in, I would, I would hope they pulled ideas from, from him for the high Republic. Right. And, you know, this is a man who has, uh, you know, he said things of Boba Fett. It's just like, it's just a one-off character. I didn't really, (laughs) but the fans took to it. And, you know, they they did the whole, um, the other alternate universe, I guess, the the heir to the empire and, or Star Wars empires, I guess. What was that? What was it called? Shadow, Shadow of the Empire. Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Mm. They had all that thing. It's like, nope, Boba Fett didn't die. Yeah. It's like, well, I hope that's what we see in The Mandalorian. That would be amazing. I mean, they, oh, no. from, from that's, EU that's to... That's one the, of our biggest popular questions, I think, is, is Boba Fett dead? And is he a Mandalorian? Yeah. They, oh, God. In, right. <laughs> in EU, obviously, they created an entire culture around the character of Boba Fett and his armor. And then when Disney took over, they were like, hey, he's not even a Mandalorian anymore, which I've always found amusing. <laughs> Just, um, he's a pretender. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, like you said, like one character offshoot into this insane amount of lore, whether it's it's EU or it's or it's current Disney canon, it's still wild to see just that one idea become this culture within this uh, uh, world. And it, it's just wild to see things like that. You know, even even the creation of Tim's gonna get mad at me. Jar Jar Binks created an entire <laughs> culture of Gungan around it, who shared the planet with the people of Naboo. And it's just it's cool to watch those ideas develop, and then in animated and comic books and books and things like that, they just grow outwards and entire planets, cultures, civilizations. The idea that Darth Maul. Uh, and the, I forget the name of the planet that their species is from originally, but that they the males ended up on Dathomir and the whole uh, story of them basically being subservient to the witches of Dathomir. It's just wild, wild stuff that George was like, eh, this guy looks cool. Let's put some horns in his head and paint his face. That'll be awesome. <laughs> and right. then here yeah, we are. If you watch that, you watch that, uh, the documentary on Phantom Menace, and it's like, it's so fascinating. Yeah. Uh, seeing that, you know, he's got this team of animators and creators and he's just walking around with a, you know, approve stamp, you know, like, I like this, I like this, I like this, go back to the drawing board with this. It was like, so he gets a lot of credit, but it's like, you know, he got this team of thousands, literally thousands of creative minds that are helping to, to make this universe, uh, prosper. So between that and like you mentioning the Mandalorian, I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni, really have a firm grasp on it i mean i i mean i enjoy the the new series fine you know i'm i will always be old school all the way but um i think the mandalorian really keys into it and makes me feel a lot more positive about the tv future it's like after holiday special you know you're a little (laughs) wincy and ewoks really and ewoks i tried so hard to go back i found it it was it was on disney plus and it was right around Christmas time, and I found the Star Wars Christmas special, and that was that was so hard to watch. It was. It's it on was Disney rough. Plus. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> it is rough. Yeah, it is rough. And I here's how old I am. I remember watching it live on TV. Was it as rough? I was as gonna say, it was now? it cool back then? It was so cool because you're just caught up in the fervor, and you're a little kid, and it's Star Wars. Now, oh, come God. like this came out in what seventy eight, something like 79? that. Yeah. Yeah. So by then you had Battlestar Galactica, which I was also a fan of because John Dykstra was doing the effects. So it had a Star Wars feel to it, but it wasn't really Star Wars. So, yeah, I mean, even though you had these completely weird skits and everything and then that bizarre but cool animated section with where you see Boba Fett for the first time. Yeah. And okay, that's that's cool. That's where they got uh, Mando's weapon for the series idea from. The yes. animated parts of the the Christmas special, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, I know if George had his way, it would have just been buried. But you know, you you like to watch Carrie Fisher sing, and be coked out of her mind. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke Skywalker wearing so much makeup, he looks so pretty. Yeah, 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 he did. Uh, I I looked up I looked up the the holiday special on IMDb just to find the date, but uh, so it was 1978. It has mm. a 2.1 out of 10 star rating on MTB as well. <laughs> wow, that's high. That's a higher rating than I thought it would get. <laughs> it's like, is it canon though? Is it really? Uh, and then I guess I, it, I guess it is. I mean, like Chewbacca's wife and kid, and it's just lumpy, I, lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it, I I watched it for 10 minutes, and when they started the, the long dialogue between the two Wookies in Wookie, it was just like, nope, I'm good. I I can live without watching this. Hey, that's very authentic, yeah. Tim. You can't get mad at that. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but like when, Kyle. They're doing yeah. a Lego is doing a Star Wars special this year uh, on Disney Plus. Oh, that I sounds know that. fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious if they're gonna make it. Like Lego's already campy when it does Star Wars. My son plays the games and watches all the movies, but it's cute sure. and it's endearing to kids and even to you. It's you know, it's fun. So I'm wondering if Absolutely. they're going to just kind of mock the old special while they do their own. That would be funny. <laughs> we'll see. They got to. They got to at least take a nod. You know, have Lumpy in there. Have uh, <laughs> have uh, what a B. Arthur name. as the as the cantina bartender <laughs> from uh, Golden Girls. Oh my God, I forgot about <laughs> like what? 
I forgot she's Woo. the bartender. I only, I've only like muscled my way through it once, and then I've just seen bits and pieces of it over the years again. Because you're not having too much PTSD, though, right? It's <laughs> we're, we're, we're okay. We're okay. It's a we might one. have the thousand yard stare, but we're okay. Oh, man. So uh, we got some questions in here. Again, chat, if you do want to ask questions, you can use the questions command uh, in Twitch chat, or you can check that pinned message on Facebook. But the first one comes yes. from Ladman. It's for you, Kyle. Uh, if mm. you could have the opportunity to do voiceover for any character in the Star Wars universe, who would it be and why? Wow. It might. It might be. Uh, golly. I've been such a fan of Boba Fett for the longest. I love Darth Maul too, but I think it goes back to Boba Fett. So even even though it's a tiny role, it's just a handful of words. And I know that canon change where, you know, he's got the, the New Zealand accent and everything. Mm. It's like, I, I remember the original because the guy who did the voice originally played a bartender too, actually. He's a bartender on an old uh, Archie Bunker spinoff series. You know, there was all in the family and all this stuff. And I know a lot of these shows are maybe going over everyone's heads, but this this groundbreaking TV show that uh, was a comedy and you had uh, this older actor in his probably his early 60s. And he played uh, the voice on Empire for the longest time. Uh, and and Jedi, too, I guess. Jeremy yeah. Bullock. Yeah. Jeremy Bullock played him physically. Oh, that wasn't ah, the voice. Yes. Okay. Oh, Kevin, he's schooling you. This is great. No, Keep I IMDb'd going. it. I didn't Keep know. Going. I didn't know. No, I like this. Keep going. I had no idea yeah. from day one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like Ray Park is physically Darth Maul, his voice is not. Yeah, you know, his voice is Ray up here, and it just like, you know, you hear him as Toad in X-Men. That's yeah. his real voice. But, you know, he on the set, just like Dave Prowse did the Darth Vader lines on set, and then they went in and dubbed in um, Peter Serafinowitz or whatever. Jason Wingreen. And all sorts of stuff. Jason Wingreen I mean, is the original voice. Oh, Jason Wingreen. Uh, the Boba Fett voice? Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, before... Uh, uh, yeah. To, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Tim, Timura Morrison? Who's done Tamura Morrison? Yeah, who who revised it, and then they overdubbed it when they went back and remastered everything. Yep. <sighs> but think if you got his job, then you're forever that all of the clones. It's true. Yeah, if you want to be candid, if you really everybody. if you really wanted all the work, you could have gotten it. That would have been wild. I mean, I was jealous. I would have been. I would have loved to have been Watto even. Uh, I, I think that was a quick do a Google search. I guess he's a, a stand up comedian or something that that did what oh, I said it's some kind of Jedi trick. You know, I just because I could do that voice doesn't mean that I should have been him. But it's like, oh, man, Andy wow. Saccomb. Does that sound right? It, that maybe I've never heard him do anything else. But, you know, if you make your mark in, in the Star Wars universe, for the most part, there's a couple sad stories, of course. Jake Lloyd, you know, getting bullied in school and and, and having a lot of run-ins with the law and everything, and that that's just sad. That that's a real shame. And Ahmed Best too. I mean, at least he got to play Jar Jar again, but 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 go for laughs on uh, what's the Seth Green show with Robot Chicken? Yeah. He got to reprise that, but he talked about how he was suicidal for years. You know, you're, you get the excitement of knowing you're going to be in this huge um, brand new Star Wars movie. It has It's been 30 years and you're in there and then your character comes out and ah, it gets all this universal hate. And uh, well, that was like Rose, uh, the, the, the actress who plays Rose in uh, the yes. new trilogy. She got yeah. bullied on Instagram to the point where she had to actually delete or Instagram, and, and that, I think that's, that's one thing we've always talked about is that as as amazing as it is to be a passionate Star Wars fan, like some people take it a little too far and are a little too passionate about about this universe. Yeah, and it's not just Star Wars. So so Star Wars fans don't get you know point the finger, start wagging because there's toxicity in all fandoms. Sure, I mean it's a it's a sad but true element where they are sadly a vocal minority. I think. oh yeah. Uh, if social media existed when those original Star Wars movies came oh, out, then you would, 
It w- yeah, they would have been torn apart just like the prequels were, just like this new trilogy is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's in the wrong hands. They should have done this. They ruined this character. That, that we probably, yeah, they probably wouldn't have made any more Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? no, true. Yeah. Tim, Tim and I pride ourselves on, on being allowed to enjoy Star Wars without, and, and obviously the community that comes to hang out for this stuff without you know judgment prejudice we have people that are like they don't like the prequels we have people that hate the sequels we have people that that love rogue one hate rogue one but everyone in our sphere and circle is very respectful about it no one will tell you like i'm the only one that tells you that phantom menace is the worst movie of the entire nine movies except for the last 10 minutes but it's a joke at this point uh, but. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I think just working in the entertainment industry and and being a fan, I understand that what affects you profoundly is what it is. Yeah. And who is anyone else to judge? I mean, if Jar Jar Binks, if you hate Jar Jar Binks, that's fine. Someone else probably loves him and was inspired by him yeah, Tim. for whatever reason. I mean, whatever, and I get Kevin. it because I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I found Jar Jar to be a little tar- too cartoonish and. And all that. And I mean, I go back to Empire where where they had Yoda and he's a beloved character and everything. But I always have this disconnect with Yoda because I grew up watching the Muppet show. Oh, see. and I could hear Frank Oz. <laughs> hear and Frank I know Oz. Frank Oz is Piggy and Fozzie and Grover he just and sounded like that in Grover. And it's like it's obviously a Muppet. And back then I was like, I don't want Muppets in my Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the 2000s, I'm watching Farscape, and there's tons of Muppets. The Brian Henson uh, company did all these wonderful things and Dark Crystal and all that. And so like, ah, oh, okay. So I came around, but I remember being kind of kind of bitter about it. I remember being a teenager and my brain exploding when I found out that Yoda was also Cookie Monster, Bert, and Grover. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what the f***? <laughs> Mind below. Is it, yeah. Do you ever get that when like people find out how many like you have played X role, X role, and everyone's like, "Wait, that you you are the same person that did both of that." Do you ever get that in your career? It's so wild, you know, especially now in the age of social media, where I'm like retweeting fan art of my characters and talking about you know like uh, promoting projects I'm on, and then the next day someone will go, "You're the voice of so and so." I had no idea. I'm like, wait a minute, man! I know the algorithms bury posts, but this is bad. This is this is concerning. I mean, keeping um, keeping it close to home with Star Wars here, I love mm-hmm. the fact that Luke Skywalker is also the Joker in my favorite iteration of Batman. Uh, yes same it's just and he's a huge fan and he's he's a fanboy and it's great yeah just watching him in the booth um i've seen him and then they brought him back to do uh the arkham games too the way he would Mm -hmm. like contort his body to to act out the the part while he's in it was just that one sticks with me because he throws himself at that role and is like acting it out in the booth then you see kevin conroy opposite him just all stoic and standing there in his Kevin Conroy <laughs> voice, like I'm Batman. Um, have you ever- the thing I I think that I think that with Mark Hamill, that is a great example of uh, you know reinventing yourself sure. and like don't let yourself be defined by like one thing. You know, he would have been Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it's like the old he dies without it. Yeah, but because. Andrea Romano gave him a shot. You know, his agent probably made calls and all that, but whatever. The casting people who made the ultimate decision decided it's like, okay, so we got Luke Skywalker here. Let's see what he can do. And it turns out, oh, my God, he's not only a great actor, he's a great voice actor. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's a great actor just in general. Whether you're on camera or behind a mic, acting is acting. Sure. So it's just wild to see that, yeah. Yeah, he's he's... I, I love his Joker. I people always go, "What's your favorite Joker?" I'm like Mark Hamill. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yes, it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like I would love to say that I'm. Oh, I want to be a voice of Batman. I mean, because who wouldn't want to be Batman? Sure. But I would always be compared to Kevin Conroy, and I just I I don't want everyone. That. Is, even I'm, people who lie, like Christian Bale, they're like, "He's not as good as Kevin Conroy." It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing <laughs> Swear to me. I don't. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Uh, this is a question generally for me and Tim. Uh, why haven't the cowards released the Mandalorian trailer yet? I know it's going to be next week. They literally it week? said it's coming out on Monday Night Football next week. Mm. Oh, man. Well, I know it. We're, we're, whenever it drops, people will be happy and they will watch it many, many times. Yeah, we said this like a week or two ago. Follow I the just, money. I, Disney owns ESPN. ESPN has Monday Night Football. Mandalorian trailer right? on Monday Night Football on ESPN gets people to watch Monday Night Football on, on ESPN. Sells ad buys money made. Thank you. There's your economics Boom. lesson today. And don't they bundle it now with Hulu and ESPN and yeah. Disney Plus? And yep. Yep. Boom. I was one of those guys that pre-ordered after the Disney D23 thing where they had that deal. It's like prepay for three years and yeah. it's like ends up being $4 a month. So I did that. Like, Smart. I don't have to pay monthly for Disney for quite some time. I'm very happy about that. But uh, yeah, October 30th can't get here fast enough. Yeah, so, I'm stoked. So, pal, you, you didn't watch any of the any of the cartoons. You didn't watch Rebel or Clone Wars. Did you find yourself kind of confused in anything that popped up like at the ending uh, when the dark saber was was introduced? Did you find that confusing or did you did you kind of follow along and did it all kind of click? I wasn't confused, but I did immediately see before I started so seeing everyone just Oh my god, I can't believe they're using that. Uh, before I saw that and I get to the end of that episode, the the finale of Mandalorian season 1 and I'm like, "Well, that's cool. It yeah. glows black." That's all it was to me. It was like a a cooler lightsaber. Gotcha. And I had no idea, but it's like, "Oh, that's genius. That's genius to tie it back like that." So, so. that that and, and that's what I wanted to know is like for someone who hasn't watched any of the animated stuff but went right into the live action Mandalorian, it that was still an enjoyable experience for you. Oh god, yeah. Cool. Oh god, yeah. And and my my wife uh she enjoyed it thoroughly from from nice. beginning to end. And I think that's an interesting meter to gauge. It's like, is it too geeky or is it just mainstream enough? I think that's what they did and really, really well. They, really, they were yeah. able to do fan service. They were able, like for like the hardcore fans, the people who follow everything Star Wars. And they were still able to cater to more of like casual stuff, like the casual fans as well. People who, you know, just watch the movies, you know, or, you know, maybe this is their first time ever being introduced to Star Wars. And it's right here with Mandalorian. And they were still able to like enjoy that. So that's cool. That is funny. Yeah. A lot of in-jokes that are still funny uh, for people who didn't get them. Like, you know, the, the stormtroopers can't... They can't hit, hit anything. <laughs> they shoot. <laughs> I still laugh. Or it's like, how cool is it to see the inside of a sand crawler? What? Yeah. No one ever thought, like, okay, well, we saw the, the inside in Star Wars, but we didn't see where the Jawas were yeah. piloting, I guess, or the or that close to the, out, the exterior. Mm. And like, man, killer. You would have it's enjoyed. Really, I didn't even think about that, Kevin. We really did get a very intimate view of a sand crawler. Yeah. You, oh yeah. You never. You never, you'll only see like the underbelly for a split second, and then when they Ooh. open it up and pull the droids out. But that's it. No, I. I yeah, that's true. That's probably the first time we've actually done that. Yeah, and that part of the sand because we. Yeah. You saw where cool. they stored all the droids in the in the right. sand crawler in in the in a new hope. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny you mentioned your wife enjoying it because it was the same thing for my wife. My wife is not a nerd at all, but she's forced into watching nerd things because she married one. Um, <laughs> my my wife has become a geek. For years, she was a geek in training. Like, her kids tried to do that, and then I said, all right, you're with me. We're, we're going to watch all the Marvel movies. We're going <laughs> to watch Star Wars. And she's enjoyed the ride thoroughly. So it's like, I'm proud of you, babe. It's like, can't <laughs> wait for the Mandalorian. Yes! Yeah, this is cheaper. She's she it's been fun too with with kids because my oldest is 16 and she is obsessed with Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Those are her two. Mm -hmm. And she's probably more so Lord of the Rings honestly. I, she just connects with it better. But my son who's 6 is Marvel and Star Wars till till ride or die you can't change his mind. Like he gets in outside to go in the pool and he's like, "All right, I'm going to show you my Captain America jump." Gets out. Now I'm going to show you what the Hulk would do. Gets out. Now I'm going to show you Anakin Skywalker in Clone Wars would do. Like, he has to denote the difference between Anakin as Darth Vader and Anakin in Clone Wars, which is top-tier nerd. You've trained him well. Good. And, Good. and how about the irony of Disney owning Marvel and Star Wars? So it's like flashback to you as a kid playing with your your Marvel, your superhero figures and your Star Wars figures. And it's like never in a million years with this, you know, and in a corporate way, they are. They yeah, are together. They're a family now. Princess Leia is, is a Disney princess. Yeah. Okay. 
I, and and you were in Wreck-It Ralph one, but if, if I don't know if you've seen Wreck-It Ralph two, where they literally just go to town making fun of the fact that they own both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when they go to the Disney, I forget what the website is. Uh, in Racket Ralph 2, but they go to the place and like the stormtroopers or the patrol and they, they just absolutely rag on themselves with the Disney princesses. But it's funny because yeah, Iron absolutely. Man's like flying by and there's Yoda trotting, but it's it's just wild. I, I remember uh, in January, I, I got to go right before COVID and go to um, uh, Galaxy's Edge. And it was, yeah. I was in, I was in another world. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm like, this is yeah. here and I live an hour and a half away. This is insane. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went with my brother. He had a he managed to get a reservation to go on just the right time, and we went to Disneyland and checked it out. And it's like, all right, man, I feel like I literally walked into Star Wars. This That's this so is cool. brilliant. I haven't gotten to go Falcon, yet, so so yeah, we're gonna go. Well, don't go now. I mean, that closed, but yeah. <laughs> would you would you stand in line? Or would you have a socially distanced line? I'll, I'll wait know. a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be worth it. Just like it will be just worth like. When I mean, I'm glad there's not a Star Wars movie out now that, you know, we we would now that we're all stuck at home and you've had the the entertainment industry transform overnight to, okay theaters close. Let's do on demand or let's let's redo drive ins or, you know. Yeah, it's wild to see a resurgence of drive ins now. Like it's something I've been looking for here just to have that like that cinema experience, but still being able to keep distance from people. So. Yeah, I mean, my wife went to see the New Mutants recently. Fox had a had a thing, and it was so well done. And even the cars were socially distanced. Wow! And you could you wouldn't obviously have to wear a mask in your car, but sure. if you walk to the concession stand, you know, you would do all that. But I mean, the movie wasn't that great, but the experience, <laughs> yeah, they nailed cool, it. Though. They nailed it, and yeah, b- better time than ever for people to understand how nostalgic and how cool a driving experience actually is. My mom. Uh, will always tell the story of when she went to go see Jaws at the drive-in, but the sun hadn't gone down yet. So she's like, I, I missed oh. the woman being eaten in the beginning because I couldn't see anything. All we <laughs> did was hear it. <laughs> yeah, now you got these Chris Clear 4K, 8K, whatever, projection screens that are, you know, they can have daytime screenings, and it's fine. You know, but me and my That's wife cool. decided, let's go to 1030 late at night so it's like <laughs> nice and black in the sky. Man, wild and awesome. crazy over there. Oh yeah, thirty. That's bedtime for me. I'm already out by then. <laughs> you also get we're, up at like four in the morning. That's true. <laughs> I would uh, four in the morning, man. That's that's right when I'm winding down. Good lord, Tim has to get his <laughs> Tim has to get his swole on it. I have to go to the gym at five, which I'll probably be joining him soon. Um, <laughs> cool. Let's take another question. Uh, Slow Duck yes. asks, "This is for you, Kyle. Uh, that you mentioned reinter- reinterpretations in Batman." Uh, early in the show, does the Star Wars universe not being originated in comics allow for re-envisioning of canon as well? I'm assuming referring to post-Disney telling their story. Um, like like with Disney continuing, yeah, their would they would of they canon? retcon their own story basically, uh, or, oh, like, or the, like what the rumors are about? Kathleen Kennedy getting yeah. supplanted and maybe not even that maybe yeah. like 20 years down the row road like tell a different story of what happened to Luke after yeah. uh, Return of the Jedi I think it's it's very possible and I would be down with it I was not mad at the last Jedi at all I was actually fine with it but um, I know so many people got enraged which is weird I thought and, it was a good story I thought it was a good way to, to close it all up yeah yeah, it's like we have to we have to shut the door at some point. And I thought J.J. Abrams did a really good job in Force Awakens of that. It's like we're going to hook you with some of the old while we're introducing the new. And, you know, someone has to pass the baton. And, you know, unfortunately, there's always going to be fallout involved when that when that happens. But, yeah. yeah, I think as big as nostalgia has become and probably always will be. Yeah. If they want to revisit and retell it, and it's like, all right, this is what really happened. <laughs> but by then, you're either going to have CG versions, True. realistic, v- with different voice actors that are voice matching Harrison Ford and, and even Mark Hamill at that point. I don't know. Who I'm, knows? I, I'm still blown away in Rogue One that uh, Admiral Tarkin was brought back to life in the it most uncomfortable so cool. and creepy way. 
Yeah, it was it was creepy. I thought he looked more convincing in the shadows. Yes. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, they're getting so close. They're getting really, really close to to, to totally getting escaping the uncanny valley where the eyes look totally dead. You know, they're getting better. <laughs> they're getting better. Like my wife is watching these video games, like Avengers and Spider-Man. Is like, is that a real movie? I'm like, ooh, it's it's getting good. It's getting yeah. good. Uh, chat, last chance to ask Kyle or us any questions. Uh, you can use the pinned comment uh, on Facebook or use the questions command in chat. Kyle, uh, this weekend? Yeah, this weekend, September 12th, uh, you're doing something with GalaxyCon. Do you want to give everyone a little insight as to what you'll be doing? Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a Dragon Ball Z event. Uh, myself, Chris Sabat, who voices Piccolo Vegeta, Monica Real, who voices Bulma, Sonny Strait, Krillin, Josh Martin, Majin Buu, Chris Rager, Mr. Satan, and Jeremy Inman, Android 16. We're going to be doing live streams and video chats. <laughs> Uh, selling uh, autographs, personalized. You know, you'll, so you'll cool. get to have one-on-one video chats. That's so neat. check out the link in the show notes, guys. It's happening this Saturday, September twelfth, six p.m. Eastern time. And uh, Twitch chat, I just dropped it in there. It's the second link in that Kyle command that you have there. Um, cool, Kyle. If I don't yes. ask you to do Gohan at some point, they're all going to yell at me. And since you're hanging out with us all week, you're going to get asked to do it all week. But if I don't Absolutely. ask you to do it, they're going to come down on me, and then I'll have to hear about it for the next four weeks. <laughs> Kevin, you, <laughs> why didn't you ask him to do <laughs> And then they'll come into my stream and do the same thing. So this is me politely saying, please, for the folks at home, would you do some Gohan for us? i got to train harder. I'm going to be the great Saiyaman. Nailed it. Kamehameha. There you go, Chad. Uh, he did it. You get that? Oh, and if man. you need to, you can go back and listen to this when it's on YouTube or Spotify, and you can rewind and play back and rewind and play back as much as you want. Okay? okay. That's right. And okay. if you want me to narrate your life, you can also go to cameo.com slash Kyle Bear. Pick up a, a custom video <laughs> shout out and I will narrate your life. Tim is buying Ben one for his birthday I, right I just, now. I literally, yeah. Oh, Tim, that's what I wanted to do. I forgot to do it. Oh. We were supposed to have. Oh. oh. Post, post show, Kevin. Oh. I was going to, I'll tell Kyle. I was going to have, um, I was going to have Chris Hansen make a cameo video for Ben's birthday. <laughs> this I is said, first. Hey, that's Ben, happy right. birthday. Why don't you come over here and take a seat? Have a second seat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I gotta see how much that costs <laughs> after we get offline. I'm probably gonna do 50 that tonight. Bucks. I, I'm, just, I'm on there. Oh god! It's, 50, 50 Tim, just do it. Do it and just type it. I'll I'll get the credit card after the show. Don't worry about it. Um, Chris Hansen costs a lot more than me, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I would. He's, he's anyway. That's a whole other conversation. Uh, Pockets wants to know Kyle and us. Uh, are you guys ner nervous or worried about Mandalorian season two with all the rumors surrounding Disney not being happy with it? I haven't heard that at all. I didn't hear any of that. Uh, oh, no. I haven't heard it either. I think things may be getting meshed up with the rumors about the, you know, Rise of Skywalker not doing as well, the fandom not being happy, but they are happy with Mandalorian. So that's like, we got to change our game plan. Let's uh, let's get away from this and, and try a little more of this. And now shuffling around of ideas of live action shows and and all that. And I think that's good for a corporate entity in the day of social media where you get the the, the pulse of the people instantly like that to at least be open. And and uh, maybe this is what plants the seed to get that alternate version one day tim and i had a, a discussion a few weeks ago that uh you haven't seen rebels but there's um basically this thing in rebels called the veil of the force and it's where mm -hmm. the force bends time and space and we said how that could be the catalyst for all like the way M marvel does alternate timelines or dc or, does or star trek yeah or star trek yeah you could do alternate star wars timelines because someone could go into the force the veil of uh, the force and like create a new pathway because it's you know they managed to stop something from like let's say uh someone went through the veil of the forest and managed to help or convince um mace to actually kill the emperor in revenge of the sith 
and then that like it so creates this whole offshoot of what happened. Right. You know, like maybe Anakin and Padme move somewhere remote and live happily ever after with their two children and pass. Yeah, Tim doesn't like that yeah. version because there's there's yes. no Sith mysticism in that version. No. <laughs> no. You dirty little hot top, like... hot topic Sith loving kid, you. <laughs> the Jedi Oh, the M word. <laughs> the M word. Yes, we don't we don't say the M word. The, the M word, man. Uh, that's 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 chloride, right? That's something you bleach your clothes with. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> we don't say that. I clean my clothes every morning with midichlorians, Jeff. <laughs> midichlorians, the right choice. Uh, yes. Kyle, Streaming Mom wants to know, how much artistic liberty do you have when performing, and has there been a character that you took liberty with that changed the overall concept of that character? Uh, no, in, in, my, in my realm, mostly in anime and video games, the characters are already well-defined, and I, uh, you know, for, for the sake of li matching lip sync, or in some cases the animation, yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to go with what's there, and sometimes the script may be too long or too little, and we have to kind of tweak that line. So either I will come up with something, or the director will come up with an alternate version of that line. But entire character arcs and where the character is going and all that—that that, that's all at the story phase. So I don't have input in that uh, respect. I might have a little more freedom to improvise in a cartoon setting, where you have all the actors together. The animation's not even done yet; it's years off. And you have the whole cast together and you run, you do a scene run through like a radio play. You do a scene run through as scripted and maybe an alternate take where everyone can kind of do their own thing. And that's why, you know, all the genius cartoon stuff is most of the times not scripted like Mel Blanc and his genius of the Looney Tunes stuff. It's like, do you think all that was really scripted or, or is he just just let him talk? Just just record him. Robin Williams yeah. with Aladdin. Yeah. Same sort of thing. I'm sure that script doesn't hold a candle to what he was able to do. <laughs> it's like, wow, really? And then you watch his stand up when you're older and see like that version, but just a bunch of dirty talking and cursing and <laughs> it's 10 times yeah. better. Um, yeah. And not, not only was it a, a time where, where big movie studios were suddenly switching to celebs, taking the voiceover jobs, curses, but um, <laughs> it was a time where it was pretty groundbreaking to take comedians that were known for adult humor and whoosh, repackaging them. You know, Sarah Silverman in, in Wreck-It Ralph, it's like, that's a very odd choice. She did great in the role, but... How many kids know how dirty her, her comedy is? <laughs> That's true. He also had Gilbert Gottfried in uh, in Aladdin as well. Gilbert Gottfried, yeah. Oh, he's, he's not the most G-rated comedian, <laughs> no, yeah. Not at all. Mm -mm. Oh, man. Uh, this is for all of us. Uh, do you guys think that Star Wars will start shifting new species of characters to less uh, anthropomorphized models? I would like to see more diversity. Um, I think it's it's situational to whatever story they're trying to tell. You have to remember, especially when it comes to animation and uh, to live action, there's a connection if they have two arms, two legs, and a head to you, and you're able to relate to a story more. You know, they have characters like Athorians. You can go to Disney and Doc Ondar in the what is it called? Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities is yes. he's an Athorian that just kind of hangs out, and he's got that wild, curved up face and whatnot. Um, yeah, but, uh, I think star Wars does a really good job. Probably one of the best. And even though it's technically not sci-fi, it's more fantasy than sci-fi. One of the best in right. sci-fi when it comes to showcasing, um, different species within the world. And I also think mm -hmm. star Wars, uh, with, especially with live action with going back to its roots and using puppets and, uh, actors and things instead of CGI has given it more life again, because, they're doing it au natural instead of just, you know, rendering a world behind it with random aliens. Yeah. I, I think also with the, like, the unknown regions being, like, more, like, highlighted in in, in books like Thrawn uh, and uh, the Ascendancy, um, as we get into the High Republic, um, there's talks of, of focusing more on, like, the unknown regions. And so, you know, who's to say we're not going to see more, you know, beings that we've never even like thought of. I mean, like there's, there's beings that are just of pure force energy in, 
uh, in Star Wars. And so I'm sure the sky's the limit. In, in a sci-fi fantasy like this, you can literally get away with anything. Absolutely. And yeah, to kind of tail off of uh, the practical effects thing, that's something I latch on to. And it's probably nostalgia. You know, the original, they were models and miniatures and yeah, puppets and uh, animatronics and, and all that. There was no CG. And there's there's a charm to that. And there's a, a real world feel to that. Um, and technology has gotten so much better and the ability to do practical effects are so much better. And even mm-hmm. virtual backgrounds like the, the, the industry changing uh, rear projection stuff that they did on the Mandalorian that I could have sworn they filmed most of that outdoors and nope, it's on a soundstage. Like yep. what? It is really cool stuff. Tim and I just actually toured a, a local studio here, a uh, production company that, uh, that has that wall in-house in the basement so cool tim and i were like oh my god you have the mandalorian thing yeah walked right in and was like oh oh lord here we are i wanted to (laughs) poke it tim so bad mandovision yeah it was very cool but just even seeing it in you know in something that's right by my house uh yeah makes it more relatable in the fact that that's going to be production going forward uh, that you can create these expansive environments uh, as mm-hmm. cool as space or, you know, mountains and whatever. And it'll help with, especially with the, with the pandemic and the fears surrounding that, it'll help with filming and moving things forward uh, as far as providing entertainment in the future. So it was actually comforting to see something like that in Tampa, Florida, as opposed to a soundstage at Disney, you know, in, in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to address the whole diversity thing, I think it goes back to the writers and creators of these characters and them fleshing that out at that level, whether it ends up being a person of color or someone with a forehead prosthetic or a full blown creature. I think as long as uh, we have things that are relatable uh, emotions and and things like that and reactions to situations then the storyteller is, is doing their job. They're connecting. They're trying to make people feel that, that sort of empathy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, it always comes back to storytelling. Even, even when I play a video game, if, if there's games I play like escape from Tarkov and stuff where I don't need a story, but the Avengers game story was just so fantastic. Very good. Uh, yeah. And, and making Miss Marvel, the cent- central figure in that story, um, you know, people are like, oh, and bitching and moaning, but it's like if you didn't put yourself in the seat of Miss Marvel as the fangirl joining the Avengers and enjoy that ride for what it was, you didn't play it right. That's the way I see that. Mm, yeah. Cool. Kyle, we are going to check out, but I want to make sure that everyone's following you in all of the correct places. So I'm going to go down the list and you can fill in the blanks. You can go to twitch.tv awesome. slash Gohan with your own bad self. Did I say that? Yep, it looks <laughs> I like love it. that. It's so oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Sundays, <laughs> Tuesdays, Thursdays, Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Kyle's also going to be on Facebook soon at facebook.com slash. Okay, I got it. I got it. Hold on. Hold on. It's all in my head now. That's the problem. It's all in my head. Kyle, a bear, VO <laughs> on Facebook. Yes, you did it, Kevin. Nice I did job. it. He's also Kyle, a bear on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can go if you use the Kyle command on Twitch, but it's galaxycon.com slash blog slash news slash September dash 12 slash DBZ. Darn it. Or whatever. It'll dash, be in the show notes as well. You got it. I got you it. You got it. Bud. I got it. I got it. It'll be in the show notes. Just, just go to Dragon. Listening. Just go to Dragon Con. Galaxy Con. Galaxy Galaxy. We were talking about Dragon Con earlier. They go to galaxycon.com and it's right there on the homepage. I literally just went there. It's yep. smack dab in the middle. You can't miss it. Cool. So please, Kyle's also going to be hanging out with the Rare Drop crew the entire week. It's Kyle Week at Rare Drop. He's going to be playing video games with Tim, Ben, and Corey. Uh, I don't know how many video games I'll join in, but I'll try and do my best. He's going to be on the Broman awesome. podcast uh, this week and hopefully in the future, not this week, but we'll get him on Studio Blank because that seems to be a great fit for someone like Kyle. But uh, Fantastic. Kyle, when we leave the show, we uh, punch into hyperspace as we say goodbye. Uh, so however you want to tell me in whatever voice your own doesn't matter to punch into hyperspace, the floor <laughs> is yours, my friend. Oh, one more thing. After you do that, you have to tell them that the force will be with them as well. Oh, okay. Let's see. 
I'll be the narrator from DBZ. Let's Perfect. do that. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, punch it, Chewie. May the force be with you. <laughs> Tim's freaking out. Chat, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Again, file Kyle. You can check me out. Kmagic101 on Twitch. Kevin X Vision on Twitter. Tim's Darkness429 on Facebook. And we are RareDrop. Go to RareDrop.co. You can download, listen, and check out all the cool stuff that we are involved in. But until next time, chat, we love you. Thank you. And as Kyle said, or the narrator from Dragon Ball Z, may the force be with you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.